Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Clapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by referee Dan Sheerden. How are you doing this evening, Dan? Yeah, I'm good, my friend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, huge thanks for joining us this evening. It's just it's been about six weeks since we've been trying to do this. <laughs> yes, yeah. So the old the old lockdown, eh? Have <laughs> you been surviving lockdown? So. Um, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, difficult at the beginning, like everybody. Um, didn't think mm. it was going to last as long as it has. Um, but of course, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm back, work. At home. back at home full time now. Working. Right, so yeah, well, I've... <laughs> I came from a self-employed job with, well, a few self-employed jobs really. And uh, at one point in my life, I thought I was uh, I was doing well with a few jobs, and then all of a sudden they all disappeared. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it was pretty tough initially, um, pretty tough. Uh, but I managed to find a bit of temp work just to sort of get me through lockdown till till uh, normality resumes, whatever that may be. Yeah, I was at home for what was it March, March till beginning of August. We're in back in the office for six weeks, and now we're home full time again. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. And it's uh, you know one step forward and about ten back at the minute. Yeah, but yeah, I, but I've got a good setup at home, so I can do like ninety percent of my job from home. I think. Yeah. Oh, good, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as well as a ref, you're an aspiring actor. How's that been affected during lockdown? And I know a lot of yeah, that's um, programs stopped mate. recording um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Everybody packed in initially, uh, as as most of you are probably aware by now. Theatres are closed down, and they're not uh, looking at opening. Uh, well, it feels like anytime soon. I know a few things have been no. thrown around um, regarding sort of half capacity and so on. But I know for a lot of theatres, it's not financially viable for them to even work at half capacity. You know, um, so yeah, um, theatres sort of uh, died out. I knew that I'd be well into maybe 2021 before I'm back up on uh, on a stage uh, and then TV followed suit and any of your big programs that were able to afford to keep going um, uh, were, were working on a skeleton staff, were working on their contracted mm. actors so I knew I wasn't going to be uh, dropping in on uh, any TV uh, series epi- uh, anytime soon so yeah it was quite tough um, it was quite tough, I was teaching acting as well through the week um, yeah I made a bit a, a bit of money on the side working for a theatre behind the scenes. Uh, it was it was a lovely sort of uh, relationship all round with everybody. Um, unfortunately, it was just all based on freelance and self-employed. Um, so yeah, I went from everything to nothing, uh, which was tough. So yeah, I'm still plugging away, um, still auditioning, but but very very sort of uh, sporadically. I went from maybe a couple of weeks to to a couple in in about seven months. Oh, <laughs> so wow. it's tough. Been really, it's been it's been really tough, um, just like just like the guys you know in, in the wrestling world. It's not it's it's, it's it, it, there's n- not many differences between the wrestling world and the acting world. Believe me, um, when you're a performer, um, and I know the guys are, 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 the guys have been chomping at the bit to get back in the ring. Some are lucky enough to have them by now. Um, there are there are many others that it'll feel a lifetime away, and that's that's exactly how I feel 
um, in, in, in both lines of work, in the wrestling industry and in, in the acting industry. It's, uh, it's been pretty tough. It's been pretty tough. And to see the, the lack of attention that the arts has been given from the government is, uh, yeah. is uh, well, for, probably for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's been awful. <laughs> so, did you make did you make it to the future shock show at the weekend? No, no, I didn't. Um so when I when I mentioned uh, it was heartbreaking uh, because obviously I had to take temporary work because of the um the pandemic and, and having um sort of no acting income coming in, I had to take temporary work and, and thankfully I started to uh, to to drive for a supermarket home deliveries. Um and yeah. Um, they, it was a lifesaver, an absolute lifesaver. Uh, and, it, and the, the temp job's still going to this day because at the minute I can't afford to drop that because I'm no other source of income. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, one of the arrangements we had, um, right at the height of the lockdown was that I would work the weekends because they were the busiest times for them. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it was just a class. I tried to do what I could to, to, to sort of shift things around to sort of break off on Sunday and get, and, and get to future shop. But I just couldn't, man. It was heartbreaking to sort of oh. be stuck in the van and checking the phone and seeing the pictures and you know I wished everybody well and, and I believe they smashed it so uh, you know good on good on them guys can't wait to be back and see everyone yeah I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things from like a safety point of view as well as the wrestling standpoint so yeah yeah so 100% glad. yeah because I know TNT is starting shows at the end of all October so hopefully they'll be yes that's right yeah that's my only that was my only worry at the minute is you know sort of being a you know, although it was, I took it on temporary, so I didn't think it'd be so much of an issue. But uh, temporary seems to be, uh, in in COVID terms, seems to be permanent at the minute. <laughs> so, uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping sooner rather than later I can get back to uh, to to you know to the ring if uh, if places will have me. <laughs> have you Have you been binging any series you could recommend to the listeners? Well, um, uh, well, of course, you know it, it, it feels a, a lifetime away. But um, I started on Tiger King. I've actually binged that twice. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it uh, a couple of months went by and I was like I'm going to get on that again um, but uh, it, it's, the, the work schedule has been, been tough uh, busy busy wise should mm-hmm. I say um, it's been so to sort of sit and binge has been hard uh, but I have managed to get in to contradict that all five seasons of Ballers um, oh, the wow. Rock yeah, uh, yeah. yeah again the first some... couple of episodes of that and I just didn't quit me you know a lot of people said that mate but it's one of them i think you've got to stick with um yeah. i don't know if i was biased towards it because i've always been a fan of the rock um and it's hard for me to sort of badmouth him because he's just awesome um but uh <laughs> yeah it's um it, it was one of them series um i mean it hooked me from the from the start but i've heard many say that it was a slow burner but uh, yeah stick with him man. i know I, I believe they're in in um production for season six now so if anything's got six seasons chances are it's uh it's doing all right so yeah, yeah maybe another chance yeah, it was years ago. I, yeah, it was when it first came out. It was when it first went on Sky One or whatever it was years ago. I yeah, that, so. that's right. Yeah, and it's um, uh, there's a there's a lot of um, what's the term? There's a lot of uh, sort of uh, cheeky wrestling terminology slipped in as well along the way, which is quite yeah. uh, quite <laughs> got me uh, got me popping now and again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what about wrestling wise? Are you a wrestling fan? Who uh, in terms of watching? You mean like sort of binging and watching? And... Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah I, 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 just try and stay on top of everything, mate. Um, I do. I try and stay on top of it all. Um, I've always been a sort of loyal WWE guy. Um, yes. Not to the point where I don't entertain AEW. I do. Um, I just tend to follow WWE regularly and check in on AEW. Um, you know, it's one of those where I might catch up on AEW, whereas WWE, I try and sort of stay on, stay on top of it. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I'll, I've never ventured, um, and, I, and I might get in trouble for this off a few of the guys, but I've never really ventured towards like New Japan or anything like that. So, um, but a lot of podcasts I listen to and a, and a lot of things that I read about, um, you know, yeah. couldn't speak higher of it. So maybe it's something that I need to, uh, to sort of turn my attention to uh, for a little I while. Just, but I literally watch Wrestle Kingdom every year. That's all the that's all the New Japan I watch. <laughs> right, right. See, yeah. So the, again, this it, it's one of those for me where you know someone will mention Wrestle Kingdom and I might check in on it, but um, I've yeah. never sort of given it probably the, the attention it deserves. So yeah, uh, maybe you need to start looking into that a bit more. But uh, predominantly just a uh, you know a WWE guy. Um, and I do, like I say, I'm, I'm clued up on AEW, but it's not, it's not the sort of religious watch for me. In the beginning of AEW, I, we watched it every week, but there, there are weeks where we'll just watch the hour catch up, or would, if the, I hear a match is particularly good, I'll watch that match. I'm not it's watching it every same, week. Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping up with it. Yeah, yeah it's all the same. I'd <laughs> live, I said I watch WWE every week, start to finish. You know, it's a lot of wrestling to, to, uh, to keep up with, but oh, I, yeah. that, I, 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 I I haven't watched a full episode of Raw for a decade, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably since I can't say three hours. hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the, the highlight packages on the pay per views are that good these days. You don't need to watch Raw or SmackDown to know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The thing is, there's so much social media content that goes out now. As yeah. Well. Tune into the weekly episodes. You can just sort of get your fix from what they put out themselves on social media. You know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, NXT is the only one I de- I have to watch every week at the moment. I'm hoping to get into NXT UK again. Yeah, again, um, ML- like- MLW starting again soon. So hopefully that will be on TV here again. Yeah, yeah, man. I've I've tried to stick with NXT UK as much as I can. Um, the uh, the you know, NXT US, if you like, is, is again something that I just mm. thought check in on, or I'll um, sort of watch the the takeovers, you know, the bigger the, the sort of bigger events. But it's not it's not because I don't yes. like, I, you know I don't like certain product uh, sort of products. It's just that I, my my work schedule is pretty crazy, so it's it's tough to sort of sit and and dedicate oh, yes. so much time a week. You know, you're inevitably going to fall behind when there's like you know. 20 plus hours of wrestling a week going on online and on TV. I used to watch Impact every week, but I can't, I don't know, now like NXT is two hours long. I kind of don't have time to watch Impact as well. And then I was started really like an MLW, so then I couldn't really have time to watch NXT UK as well. So it's just, you know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's just having to yeah, watch what you like. <laughs> exactly, yeah, watch what you like and then catch up on, on the, you know, the rest when you can. Yeah, because if, if something amazing happens, there's that much buzz around social media that start you'll know you'll know about it, so you'll be able to watch it. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, who who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Do you know what my favorite wrestler growing up, um, and still to to sort of recent years, uh, was Triple H. Yeah, I loved that. I loved Triple H man growing up. I thought he was uh, mm. uh, not so much the earlier on the Helms of years. Um, no. sort of, <laughs> you know, uh, character, but yeah, especially moving on when he was sort of transforming into the game and you know through the X and and just I just loved the guy. I thought he, he just looked badass, and I just thought, you know, he just yes, looked definitely. the part, man. And and I even I convinced my mum 
bless her, she she let me have a lime green and black bedroom throughout my uh, wow <laughs> the early teens. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine how that looked. I thought it was the best thing in the world. Uh, but uh, <laughs> looking back now, it was just like I was living inside a chocolate lime. Um, <laughs> But yeah, bless you, she was so like, okay, there you go. And I remember all the accessories were like lime green dustbin, you know, everything, man. I was yeah. like, hold on in, into like the sort of the game, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, <laughs> sort of Triple H throughout, I uh, had the sort of longevity throughout my um, sort of teens and so on. Uh, early, early sort of years of watching it were your big sort of, uh, your high energy guys, you know, your old mm-hmm. warriors. Any, anyone that had sort of run around um, blowing off steam because I was that sort of hyperactive child that wanted to emulate and um, I would constantly get told off from my grandparents for skipping around the living room like Tatanka <laughs> so, like wearing out the carpet yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> so I like yeah. the high energy guys I liked anyone with face paint you know I loved anyone face painting um, you know I was just yeah but uh, it, I, I think that the one that stuck me the longest and even to this day would be uh, would be Triple H definitely yeah I am um... I got well. It must have been 1999. I got the DX or 2000, maybe. I got the DX hockey jersey, and now, now oh, my yeah. Yeah, yeah. 15 year old wears it because <laughs> it doesn't fit me <laughs> anymore. But yeah, <laughs> right. it's been handed down. <laughs> so, uh, my uh, so my sister a... to this day uh, is, is still old. A uh, DX T-shirt. She never lets me forget it. Um, she she bought a DX T-shirt, the one that had the logo on the front, and then on the back, I think it said "Break mm. It Down" in green. Um, yeah, and I hundred percent stole it um, as soon as she got it, and uh, to this day she still says, uh, <laughs> I, d- "I don't know where it went. I don't know what you did with it, but you owe me a DX shirt." So uh, hopefully she's not listening, <laughs> and uh, she she won't chase me up on that. <laughs> yeah, I got like I, I ordered it from the WWE magazine. You got like the dog tags, and you got a cap, and you got the hockey jersey. Oh, sweet, yeah, yeah. Ordering from the magazine, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm say it's doesn't yeah, you know, doesn't get near me these days, but my my fifteen year old wears it now, so he's that's that's cool, man. <laughs> like, you're able to pass it down and share that though, that's awesome. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> he was wearing it when he was like eight. That's the yeah, swamped him, but he's yeah, he's slowly <laughs> yeah. growing into it now. So. Hi, this is Tonga and you're listening to Broken for Glorious. <laughs> so do you have any ever have any ambitions of becoming a wrestler yourself? A wrestler, um, yeah. To, to be honest, I think like most wrestling fans, if you ever, uh, whenever you're dreaming of getting into the industry, or um, you know, it's always. I, I think for most, um, mm. I know my good brother, brother in stripes, James uh, Greenwood, uh, was always a referee. Uh, but for me, it was uh, yes. it, it was wrestling. Um, I wanted to wrestle. Uh, I was never the biggest guy. I'm not the biggest guy now. I was never the biggest guy, especially as a child. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I wanted to try it. I wanted to bump, hit the ropes. Um, like most, thought I could just get in there and be Rey Mysterio with the ropes. Um, and I started to train <laughs> in, like, 10 years ago. Um, I started to train at GPW. In, uh, it was in Manchester. Oh, wow. yeah. school. Um, and I was there just around the time that um, Sam Gradwell was, uh, was, was flying high when I got there. He was new. He was new. He was like, I think he, I, I could be wrong saying this, but like a product of theirs, and, and he was, he was doing, he was doing great, and he, and he still is, you know, to this day, good on him. Um, um, and yeah, yeah I was in that, uh, this, his sort of like um, intake, if you like, or maybe just an intake behind him. 
Um, and it was going okay. Um, I soon, soon realized how tough it was. Um, and I very soon realized that I wasn't built to wrestle. Um, in, in the year, I think it was there just over a year training to wrestle. I broke my, my collarbone. Um, and then I I, I did the same playing rugby. Yeah, mate, it was one of the worst injuries I've had, to be fair. It wasn't the worst break, but the, the, the pain that came with it and the, the lack pain, of yeah, rendered. Yeah. <laughs> I, I simply uh, I bailed on a choke slam coming down. Um, at that point, I'd never been as high as I was sent. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say, I want to credit, credit to my posting, but uh, but no, I was, I was that light. I think um, the guy nearly threw me through the ceiling. Um, and I went up, and as I came down, uh, I sort of bailed on the bump and put my tried to put my arms down, and it was a bit of a mess. Um, and it blew my shoulder out and broke the collarbone. Um, came back shortly after, um, and I need to make something up here, man. That makes it sound really cool because I did it in the the worst way possible. Mm. Um, but I, I broke my ankle. Now I want to yeah. tell people that I was. It was like maybe like a suicide dive or something, you know, um, something springboard to the outside. So I sounded a bit more like a maverick, but I simply just got out of the ring. And there's no more. To it. Um, I uh, I just jumped out the ring, and as I hit the uh, hit the ground, I was landing on a crash mat uh, with sort of the lack of stability in the ground under your feet on a crash mat. Just sort of rolled the ankle yeah. to the point where it broke, um, and uh, and that sort of signed signed me off really i came away uh from the hospital later on in the cast to the knee and i was like man i'm not built for this i'm getting battered every week <laughs> and at the time <laughs> I, I worked as a driver i was a delivery yeah. driver at the time sort of trying to find my way in life and uh and uh I, it sort of stopped me working you know I'd, I'd had time off with the shoulder and the collarbone and then i had six months seven months later i had time off with the leg and, and it was sort of having an impact where i thought I need to knock this on the head. I'm not. I'm not built for this. No. But that's where the sort of sort of cog started turning, and I was like, okay, how do I still be around this, but not have to leave it? Um, I, I left for a while. I left for a, for a long time. Um, didn't detach from wrestling in the slightest. Was still the sort of diehard fan. Uh, but in terms of uh, being involved in the industry myself, I was uh, distant for about eight years. Oh, wow. uh, just life got in the way went back to studying went you know started to pursue acting um, and it takes up a lot of your time in sort of finding your feet in that industry and that's where all my attention was um, aimed and then I went to see a a GPW show in Hindley a I went first time I've been to see it so I've been to, I, I, I was going to like the Manchester Arena gigs and stuff like that uh, Liverpool gigs for yeah. WWE and things but in terms of the indie scene it was the first gig I'd been to in a long time um, and it was nice man I walked back in a lot of the guys that were were training with me or even came in just after me were, were now flying high and doing really well for themselves and I came in feeling a stranger and, and I left sort of um as close to them as I, as I was when I trained. And it was so nice that everyone was just sort of accepted, accepted uh, me back in, in a sense. Um, oh, amazing. That's when I was like, okay, I want to, I want to be back around this now. I want to be, I want to be involved, but I don't want to be taking the bumps and risking, uh, especially risking the new career. Um, I, I just couldn't do afford it. So I was like, how do I do this? So I approached them and they were like, well, you can do, you know, the, the crew, you can do sounds, you can do the lighting, you can do all these technical elements. You can, there's ring announcing options. There's, you know, there's uh, refereeing commentary and refereeing stuck with me, but I was a bit nervous. Yeah. 
Yeah, but but I can't hide when I'm refereeing in the sense. Like, I, behind a curtain, I've got to be in the ring, haven't I, and in the middle of a match. And, and if it goes wrong, everyone sees it. And then <laughs> yeah. so I was a bit nervous about it. But the more I sat and the more that I, I realised it's very close to what I do for a living. You know, I'd be the worst actor in the world if I was uh, if I was afraid of, of getting in a ring of people looking at me. So I um, I was like, oh no, this is just like work. There's a, there's a stage, there's an audience. You know what I mean? There's there's a sort of element of direction. There's you know there's yeah, so going to be one of my questions is how has you being an actor and being on stage helped with your performance in the ring? A hundred percent, mate. It, it couldn't have helped mm. any more. Um, like I say, I, um, I I turn up at my theatre, which is the venue. You know, I you know I go out on stage in front of an audience, and although I'm not the sort of focal point of of uh, the match, and, and my job is to to not be seen, um, you have to still appreciate that you are seen, and it's how you hold yourself, it's how you you tell the story as well. That was one of the biggest lessons I learned when I went into refereeing. Mm. How, how much the referee is responsible for for telling a story just as much as the wrestlers. And that's not telling a story in a sense of pulling focus, but that's just being mm. on that journey with you guys, you know, with with the guys in the ring. That's just, it's, it's all about being on that journey with them and, and going on an emotional roller coaster yourself. Um, you know, it's about referees' emotions heightening when they need to be, and it's about referees um, sort of pulling back when they need to pull back. And unless you're part of a storyline or you're part of a spot where you're asked to uh, to sort of get a bit more hands on, then mm-hmm. um, you know, you're sort of trying to be the invisible man, but equally, you you can't be the invisible man in front of a live audience. So you you have to sort no. of react, react, and and I like to think that that's one thing that actors help me with is uh, is not over not overselling anything myself, but certainly reacting and not sort of uh, no selling anything that's going on around me. You know, um, but yeah, in terms of just even like the confidence, just stepping out there, you know, was 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 scary when you know going into sort of the first few matches it was it I mean, it's still nerve-wracking now because you want to make sure you do the best for the guys and girls in the ring you know you don't yeah. want to go out there and, and sort of jeopardize your yourself the story anybody's health you know anybody's well-being you know you just want to do sort of the best you can and i think acting has taught me to juggle a lot of things whilst um in the spotlight um you know, there's a lot going on in your mind when you're performing as an actor, whether you're on stage or on screen. So it's, it's allowed me to sort of juggle that in the ring as well. Um, because so, there was so much more to refereeing than, than I realised uh, when yeah, I got definitely. into it. Um, so, yeah, so, helped, mate. yeah, certainly helps. Yeah, so we're, if, if somebody, one of the listeners is looking to get, maybe get into it as a referee, where do you go to learn how to become a referee? Um, the, the way I did, you know, I went, um, I, I just approached, uh, I was at, uh, like I say, an indie show. If, if, these, if these guys, I, I trust that they're, they're attending shows, approached yeah. them, get involved. And nine times out of ten, promotions are affiliated with the school or have their own. Um, and I would certainly recommend going to a wrestling school to, to sort of find that tuition. I was lucky enough to sort of work with Sam Bailey over at uh, WrestlePro at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, now, what I got from Sam, I mean, Sam, you know, Sam's awesome. Everybody knows that. And, the, in, and what I got from him was invaluable. Uh, and in, in such a short space of time, I, I felt like I had such a wealth of knowledge. And it was just from being around him and him allowing me to attend the wrestling sessions. And, and many sessions, there wasn't much for me to do because the, the guys and girls training weren't really at a point of putting, say, uh, matches together that required a referee. Uh, mm-hmm. But just being there and being around it, hearing the terminology, you know, listening to um the way things are structured and put together and and uh 
you, you sort of soon start to pick up um, you, what's required of you, you know. And then I think that the, the, the next best thing to do is to just uh, jump in at the deep end and not necessarily get in, in a ring in front of an audience, um, uh, but but get in a ring, be in a ring with wrestlers. And the only way you'll probably get to do that is if you're at a school that has rings, you know. Um, so, yeah, just approach the schools. And there's a lot of schools now. You know, when I when – I, I'm making myself sound like a, an old man, but when when I back in my day when I trained, um, that I didn't think there were that many. There may have been, maybe I was just ignorant to to the amount of them. But I um, I was really surprised when one was on my doorstep. You know, and I think it that was like, oh. been an explosion since well, 2013, 2015. Seems to be an explosion of schools. Right, yeah, yeah. probably t- 2010 ish. There wasn't a lot, like loads. I don't think. Yeah, it was like 10, 2010, 2011. Um, and, and I was very surprised to find that there was one as close as, a, as, as there was to me. I was like, oh, well, this, I've got to go and try this. There's one right there. You know, it, it seems like one of those sort of unobtainable goals, doesn't it, being a wrestler when you're a kid? Um, yes. But, but yeah, I soon, I soon realised, and especially like you say, with after this explosion of schools, that, that it's, uh, it's certainly not unobtainable and, and there's more opportunities than ever now with, with sort of the growth of British wrestling and the... the you know, especially NXT UK coming on the scene, it's giving everyone what feels like a little bit more of a realistic goal to hit than having to get over to the states. Yeah, you know, sort of be, you know, so that's what I love about that that sort of brand and and uh, yeah. But certainly, if you're you're particularly looking at getting into it, um, just have intuition. You know, tuition. I, I don't think you, I wouldn't recommend um, trying to blag your way into a ring without any tuition. Um, it's no. I'd be lying if I said I, I didn't think it would be easier. Um, but I certainly wouldn't just, you know, try and sell yourself to jump in there and, and off you go. There's, it's only through a wealth of, you know, and I've got to put over for James Greenwood massively, you know, Chris Sharp, mm-hmm. those guys have helped, helped me so much. Um, you know, the, their advice has been invaluable. The tuition has just been, you know, a second to none. And, and, and I think they really sort of helped me uh, understand certain elements that I didn't know existed, uh, communication, you know, um, sort of ring, ring craft in a sense, like I see it as I relate a lot back to acting, um, just cause it helps me understand a bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. and we, we, we deal with stagecraft a lot when you're training and how to sort of what we call balance the plate. Um, excuse me. And without going into it in, in too much detail to bore you, um, it, it was, uh, it's pretty much the same with wrestling with wrestling I got some nice advice of Chris Sharp as to where to sort of place yourself where to be and when and it was yes. I was very much again with acting helping as you asked I'm very, I was very much able to relate that back to what I understood from stage and it seems to be working okay so far so yeah oh, um, nice. tuition is the key mate tuition is, is definitely the, the key I wouldn't I wouldn't try and, and wing it I think very few um, if any will would have, uh, have either succeeded or will succeed by just uh Sort of trying to skip the tuition part. Yeah, when I interviewed James Greenwood, he said he he went yeah he went when he wanted to be a referee, but he did do the wrestling training for a while just to learn the bumps and the yeah. positioning process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I've I've considered recently um, just sort of not dipping my toe in the hopes that it leads to anything anything more. I'm I'm I'm, mm. I'm so set the referee now. I, I love it. I'm passionate about it. But I think. If um, I wanted to maybe dip my toe back into uh, to a school just to sort of reacquaint myself with the odd bump here and there, um, <laughs> you know, 
Um, you know, you never know what's going to come your way as a referee. So I think if uh, if anything does crop up, uh, the more chance you've got of doing it safely, the better. Yeah, um, <laughs> I still had the sort of uh, a knowledge of certain elements from from back in the day, but uh, when you haven't been uh, sort of in touch with them for a while, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's dying afresh, you know. So yeah, I have <laughs> that is something that I have I have considered just maybe uh, reacquainting myself with. Just in, you know, just in case. Was there anything you learned that you didn't realise was part of the ref's job? Yeah, do you know what? I think the, the biggest thing I touched on it before was uh, the referee's emotions. Um, yeah, I, it's something you never consider. It's something I never considered because growing up as as a um, and this is credit to the, the referees that I watched as a child, I never noticed them. So you, you never really dwell too long on what they're doing and why. Um, and I think for me, the biggest thing, I mean, there were, yes. there were so many elements that came to yeah. refereeing that I was aware of, but the biggest thing for me was emotions and, uh, you know, and again, it came down to that tuition and speaking to the right people. And they were saying like, why, for, for, to give you an example, why are you going in sort of a hundred mile an hour at this point when the, you know, that's realistically, if you ask yourself why the referee was so angry at that point, there, there wouldn't be any sort of reason for it. Um, and, no. e- and equally, and equally, if if um, you, you you know you've got a heel that's being uh, sort of a handful, shall we say, for for the majority of the match, and they're constantly turning uh, sort of uh, a deaf ear to what you what you're offering, then you know you, the referee will then naturally get more um, not aggressive, but it's just sort of more stern, if you like. Uh, and it was sort of finding when the referee needs to be um, the authoritative figure, and when the referee also needs to step away. Um, and yeah, uh, and again, facial expression, selling, you know, selling things when they need selling. Um, so yeah, it was, it, that was one that came, uh, came up. I was asked the question, why were you doing that? Why are we doing this? And it was, it was predominantly based around the, the emotions I were picking at the time. Um, mm. so that was, that was one thing that I thought, wow, I never even thought about that. And, you know, a, you know, a referee can kill something dead if, if they, if, you know, uh, if they react in the, the wrong way to it. That was something that I learned. Um, so just staying alive, you know, constantly being engaged, staying alive, and body language for a referee as well. I, you know, I did, I did a, a fantastic seminar with uh, Chris Sharp, and I'm sure he'll do more. Um, and if if anyone is aspiring, get in touch with him, please, because he he won't hesitate to respond to you. Um, he 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 loves the business. He'll he'll uh, he'll talk to the coach, come on about it, which is which is great. And if you've got somebody offering that that's working at a high level, take advantage of it. But he. Um, he he was telling me about body language and he was you know observing me refereeing some matches and, and saying you, you know just telling me to change things slightly and when you see somebody else do that and when he was giving examples yeah. you don't you don't realize the difference it, it it does actually make you know from looking like a lazy referee to looking like a you know switched on referee that's ready for anything so yeah there was there was a lot more to it mate than than I thought uh, a lot more to it um, I like to think I'm doing okay with it at the minute um, yeah you know getting some nice feedback but you know we you know we're learning and you don't know what's going to come up in this game you know things can go awry at any point so just staying engaged is was the, the biggest thing don't zone out you know stay with it stay on your toes and just be ready for anything happening because anything can happen it's a dangerous sport and these guys and girls are doing some uh, pretty risky business for our entertainment so uh yeah just sort of do, just just being alive being alive being engaged and uh knowing when to uh sort of when to to tweak the volume up and when to bring it back down again yeah because at the at, at places that 
our promotions these days. Like the sort of referees are as popular as the wrestlers. Like uh, my local ones, Wrestle Island and Mike Pope and James Greenwood. They have chants. <laughs> People, yeah, yeah, chants, yeah. have made up chants for them. Yeah. Well, I thought the name of that referee who did um, Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. It went viral. That was blue. Oh, I can't remember. I've seen that. I've seen that. Oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a oh, it's at least ten minute match, but it's invisible. It's the Visible Man versus the Visible Stan, and it's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he puts on, he puts on the glasses, so he's the only one that can see Invisible Man and Invisible Stan, and then he just referees this match, and it's brilliant. And you because you but you yeah, can okay. see, by his reactions, you tell you know, you know what's happening. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's it, Max. All about you know, it's the referee react. Yeah. <laughs> so you, so you've been doing it for about two years. What have been some like your most yeah, favourite well, memories so far? I'd say I'd say about eighteen months with with the pandemic sort of slowing me down. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's hard to pick a favourite memory to be honest. It's gone so fast. It mm. feels you know, in one sense, I feel like I've only refereed about two matches, but then. You know, I know I refereed, oh, I can't remember the exact number, but I, I was uh, tallying at one point to about 100, about over about 150 last year. So last oh, wow. year that, like, yeah. that was a lot of matches, um, you know, and it was, I was getting some nice opportunities. Um, I like to say, uh, Greenwood again, which has been, just been awesome. I'm just finding opportunities, keeping an ear out, sending me people's way. Um, I credit him for that. I had a message of him today, you know, uh, yeah. I've heard of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck your name in, so I can't thank him enough for that. Um, so I think that, you know uh, credit to him for I think probably about eighty percent of the opportunities I got last year stemmed from him. So I've got a lot of love for him. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's hard to it's hard to pick a sort of favourite memory. I, I do have one one thing that stands out for me that isn't it, it isn't sort of in relation to me, um, but I have uh, when you reminded me before when you were talking about. Um, yeah, you're some with the the DX jersey. Um, I've, I've yeah. got nephew, I've got a ten year old nephew um, who uh, is is as in love with wrestling as I was at that age. Um, and getting him to come and see me referee and be in a ring um, and sort of see me as he sees me as this sort of superstar to him, and it's and it's really lovely to see. And I, I sort of catches my eye when I'm in the ring, and he'll do every count with me. He'll hit the you know he'll hit the the mat when he can. When I well not necessarily not not so much the mat, but he'll hit his thigh, shall we say, when I'm hitting the yeah. mat. And it's and it's just it's so nice uh, to sort of live live it through his eyes again. You know, seeing him so invested, where he he'll cry when you know when his favourite loses, and and he'll be he'll go home so angry when uh, when the bad guy wins. And and that's exactly how I was at that age. So I think uh, one of the nicest things for me coming out of this so far has been uh, sort of seeing him and. Being able to sort of bring him along with me and uh, just looking at how invested he is, you know, um, and everyone's great with him. Everybody knows him now around the show, so he, uh, you oh, know, he gets, a nice bit of a, he gets a nice bit of attention. He's got autism, and we never thought we'd be able to get him yeah. to a live a live event. Um, uh, we we didn't know if he'd manage with the sensory elements of a live event, but credit to the promotions, mate, that are uh, that are offering out sensory bags and so on um, to help people with the, them sort of needs, you know, ear defenders, you know, safe spaces to break yes. away. There aren't, there aren't, uh, there aren't enough. There, there are many coming out, um, you know, offering it. And, and it's amazing to see. 
um, but it should be every promotion um, that's offering it because there are there are people that are as in love with it as we are that can't attend for reasons that are out of their control. So if we can make that more accessible or give them more of an opportunity to get into a um, get into something uh, remotely close to to what we get to experience with no issues, then it's uh, you know it needs it needs uh, it needs looking at. It needs looking at. Yeah, Credit to those that credit to those that offer it, and uh, you know the promotions I work for have been amazing and always put things in place. You know, um, I think it's just a case of uh, bringing it to people's attention, though. To be honest, mate, when it's something like that, I think it's just a case of people um, not knowing, and I don't blame anybody for that. I didn't, I didn't know about autism until you know um, diagnosis my nephew was given a few years back. You know, I had no knowledge of it whatsoever, but now I do. I do what I can to sort of yeah. uh, promote helping. Um, so yeah, uh, it's uh, it's nice. It's nice to see those those companies that are offering those offering those out and, and giving just a safe space to break away. Yeah, definitely. I, I know in my local promotion, Vessel Island offer offer them facility. Yeah, yeah. Um, we keep we keep to a similar theme to this. So since your last show, you've, we've had like the speaking out movements and the Black Lives Matters movements. How, what do you, what, maybe what, what are your hopes for BritRest when it returns and how do you think it will be different? Um, well, I hope, uh, I, I, it's, sad, it's sad to say that I don't think that it will, you know, we're going to be 100% cleansed. Um, but I think that the, no. uh, I think the work that the girls and the guys did to, to get this thing uh, to the forefront of British wrestling and also to the, you know, attention of the government. I don't know if you saw what was released around sort of Twitter the other day, but it was brought to Parliament that this, um, you know, the whole speaking out movement and, and things need to be put in place to to make the, the wrestling industry a better place. Um, I think my, my hopes is just that we've managed to sort of filter out all the um, jabronis to filter myself. Um, mm-hmm. That's my hope, is that we're, we've, yeah. we've been able to sort of cleanse um i'm hoping that people i won't lie i fell i i briefly fell out of love with wrestling throughout the period um i was i was hurt i felt deceived um i felt mm-hmm. sort of um it, it's hard to put into words i've spoken i, I have, i've spoken to people about this um they sort of they know how i feel about it and uh, it's, it, it, yeah. it's hard to articulate but it's i'm just hoping moving forward that we're looking at a, a space of inclusion and equality and safety and you know just less i don't i don't want to swear but just just less of the um <laughs> less, yeah. of, less of the heels less heels more baby face <laughs> yeah definitely yeah um, yeah 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 i completely agree i'm, I'm hoping that if promoters try to do the shock tactic of we'll put one of these guys on the card, that people won't will just avoid them promotions. Okay, I, I no. Yeah, I would categorically say no, that if you book me for a show and, and, and somebody is um, uh, sort of it, with, within that bracket, I'll, you won't have a referee for much longer. I'll be, uh, I'll, be, I'll be out of the door and back on the road before you've noticed I'm gone. Um, so yeah, don't book these people. No, all you have to do. Yeah, even it, yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it was just, yeah. There's other things like I didn't I didn't realize that you didn't have to have a first aid on call or provide water or stuff like that because it's. But I've, I'm hoping, yeah, I've, it's that will have to be provided now going forward. Yeah, I you know, know I, I know a lot of promotions that I worked for um, did provide this. 
you know, whether it was just basics, yes. um, you know, in the locker room, whether it was just water, you know, energy drinks, bit of food going on. Most did, most did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most had paramedics, things like that on on site. Um, but it wasn't all of them, uh, and it, no. and it needs to be all of them. It needs it needs to be all of them. Um, so yeah, hopefully moving forward. Um, like I say, it's it's huge credit. It's huge credit to, to everybody that was brave enough to speak up. And anybody that hasn't spoken up, it doesn't matter, man. You know, do it in your own time if you want to do it at all. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're doing anything less no. than others. You know, I, I, and I can't stress that enough. Um, you know, but I think those that have, those that have spoken up, those that have got this movement going, um, and it's you know it's building you know it's building steam, man, and it'll go somewhere. It really will. I believe that. Uh, and off the back of them, all these changes, all these positive changes that we that we see made um, moving forward is uh, is all down to those guys. So I've got a lot of a lot of love for them. Yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited when it, for when it comes back. Just yeah, and of course, yeah, mate, I just can't wait to turn up at a venue and hug people, shake hands and hug people. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, it's yeah. uh, that's 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 the toughest bit at the moment is uh, just not being able to make contact with people. Yeah, I think it's my my, my five year old's the one missing live wrestling the most, I think. Actually, I've, yeah. I've watched the same six DVDs of Wrestle Island on repeat. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah, my uh, yeah, my nephew's the same. He's uh, he, he's craving it so much. He just wants he wants to be back at at live events so much. And uh, they were due to go to Future Shop, him and my sister and, and she uh, yeah. she broke a foot she broke a foot oh. last week. So uh yeah, so she's uh, she's laid up at the minute. So uh, and with me not attending either, you know, he, he couldn't get there, bless him. But uh, he, oh. he will. He'll be. He's at the next one. He's like, he's definitely at the next one. So if I'm not there, guys, keep your eyes peeled for him. He'll be. Uh, he'll be so happy to see. You. Ladies and gentlemen, this the butterfly of British wrestling, MJ Max, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious Wrestling Podcast. So if you're a promoter for a day promoting a show using only wrestlers you've either worked with or trained with, wrestlers that are associated to you in some some way. Um, if I give you a match type, would you tell me who's in that match? Yeah, I'll certainly give it a go for you. Yeah, cool. Um, so who would be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Opening contest, uh, I would go for... I would go for Tom Farewell. Um, yes. Tom Farewell. Um, I'd... I think the lad's ace. I, I honestly do. Um, the lad's got a lot of heart, um, a lot of passion for this, and I, I can only see him doing good things. I really can. Um, and, I and didn't realise how young him... he was until recently. So. No, mate, it blew my mind, and I've known him for a little while now. Um, <laughs> and I remember being—I remember being that. So when uh, I interviewed, show... mate. yeah, yeah, carry on, mate. Yeah, carry on. I was going to say, so when I interviewed, mate, to last the week, they said he was seventeen or something. What? <laughs> oh. Mate, it blew my mind. I, I was doing, I was, I was working a show. I think we were working at a pinfall show on, um, over at like Gulliver's World. It was. We yeah. were doing, a, we were doing some shows over there. Uh, we had a residency there for a while, and I, and Thelwell came, and we were having a chat, uh, and uh, I knew he was a young guy, but I never expected to be as young as he was. Um, and we were just having a chat, and then I heard somebody mention, "Oh, are you, are you here like next week, or are you coming like you know tomorrow or whatever?" And he said. I don't know if I can get time off school. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what? And at the time he was like 16, you know, and I was like, yeah. oh my God, you know, like, so to be doing what he's doing at the age he is, man, it's, it's, it only says good things for him. You know, it's exciting for him. Um, yeah, I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of respect for Tom. I'd put Tom in, I'd put him in against Isaiah Quinn. Oh, 
my reasoning behind this, yeah, the, my reasoning behind this um, is I, I've seen Tom wrestle. Um, I think he sort of comes across as that that the the young guy with a lot of heart. Yeah, the, 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 the mm-hmm. sort of uh, the young guy with a lot of heart overcoming the odds. Um, and I yeah, yeah. and I think Isaiah Quinn is this. He, He's a great wrestler, but he's a great manipulator also, and he's always trying to convert people into his following, into his little cult. Yes. Uh, and I'd like to see how Tom sort of um, matched, sort of matched him in the ring, but also matched him. I, I want to see how he, he overcame him in the ring, but if he overcame him mentally enough, because when it comes to Isaiah Quinn, he's always never follow. He's never his, his cronies are never far behind, shall we say? No. And, uh, I, I think Tom would have an up, an up, a bit of an uphill battle with, with Isaiah Quinn or whatever shenanigans he brings. Um, I'm always entertained by um, him always trying to pull a fast one in his matches. So I'd sort of like to see, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that as my opening match. What, yep. you- uh, what about a comedy match next? Comedy match. I got I got to go the big big guns Joe route. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, the, the guy is is just brilliant. He's a fantastic wrestler, and he yeah. he's he's, com- I mean, he's, he's come on so much in the last two years. Hundred percent, mate. Whether you know whether he's a comedy heel or, or you know whether he's a heel with that comedy twist or whether he's he's a face the face with the comedy twist. I just think he delivers every single time, man. Um, and so um, I'd put him in. I'd I'd put. I'd put Joe in as a face against the heel Sam Bailey. Ooh, yeah. I've seen Sam Bailey. Uh, um, I've only actually seen him wrestle a couple of times uh, live. In the, uh, but he's, um, I've seen him play the, the comedy heel very well. Very well. Yeah, um, and, and if we're talking comedy match, um, if both are going to bring the comedy... I'd like to see a sort of face Joe go up against a, a sort of heel Bailey. Yeah, I saw I saw Joe work face first time in February, and it was so weird because I'm so used to being a Vassal Island where he's a heel and we all sing Tiny Tiny Joe with him, but then going to, to yeah. cheer him was quite quite strange. <laughs> so. And you know what, mate? It was just organic, and that's credit to him. You know, I think yeah, I, I, I genuinely feel because I was around a lot of the shows that, that Joe was at uh, towards the back end of. The heel run into into the the face and run and and I, I just thought there was no way that he couldn't go for face because of no. the love people had for him and uh, you know and that's you know credit to him for that the, there was just no choice but the guy the, you know <laughs> loved so much that he did, we just had to he had to go with it so yeah um, you know credit to Big Guns Joe for that yeah definitely um, your uh, women's title match. Women's title match. Um, two two women I've worked with quite a lot, and uh, I've gone initially. I've gone Tonga. Yes, uh, yeah. I would love to see Tonga with a major title run. I was able to um, hand Tonga the pinfall women's championship. What feels? I want to say like the start of this year, but this year feels like it's been ten years. So I could be wrong. It could be the- <laughs> But um, I'd like, uh, you know, but I haven't been able to see. I, th- I want to say it's close to the pandemic because um, I'm a pinfall regularly. And I, after the match where Tonga took the women's championship, which was, uh, which was new, I think she's the inaugural women's champion now, um, 
I don't think we, th- there was there was much after that due to the pandemic. No. I mean, so um, I'd like to see Tonga with a good title run, and I'd like to see her in a good title run. Um, she deserves it, and also I've put her, uh, I've put her, I've gone heel Tonga, but I've put her against uh, a face Holly Barlow. Um, oh yes, Holly's building steam. She's snowballing. Uh, she wasn't, you know, up, up to the pandemic, and, and I've no doubt she'll carry on afterwards. But uh, just seeing the word that these guys were putting in and, and the reactions they were getting um, towards everyone shutting down for the for COVID, so um, I'd love to see them two sort of in a situation where they can pick up where they left off. I think the last match I, I refereed, um, or was certainly ringside for, was the uh, it was like a street fight. I think it was Tonga was in it, Holly yeah. was in it, Alexis Falcon. Uh, I don't know if it was a triple... No, I think Lana was there as well. I think Lana was in it. Uh, it was like a sort of a fatal four-way or maybe even a tag sort of street fight. But yeah. uh, those guys, you know, they stole the show with it. And I'd love to see... Um, I'd love to see Tonga. I know Lana's had her runs at Future Shock. I know um, Alexis, of course, with the title. So I'd love to see um, sort of Holly have her, have her day. Um, but equally, you know, if it, if it went Tonga's way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain. No. I'm impartial still. I'm on both sides of the fence. <laughs> okay, what about an intergender match? It was so intergender. Right, <laughs> okay. So intergender. This is something I've thought about for a little while just to amuse myself. Yeah. Um, I would go JJ Webb because JJ yeah. Webb is the, the arrogant loudmouth that we'd all love to uh, have a few minutes in a, in a, in a dark room with. Um, <laughs> and I think... <laughs> um, but equally, uh, and I know this is heel on heel, so it might be unconventional, but, but um, I've gone for Lizzie Evo. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like they're a sort of, uh, sort of male and, and female equivalent of each other in, in a sense that they're both that loudmouth, cocky. Yes, definitely. Your, <laughs> don't care what you think. But equally, I'd like to be in the situation where one of them announced in front of the other that they were the toughest in the room. Yeah. Because I don't <laughs> think that would go down well between either of them. So I no. think <laughs> my own amusement, I've often giggled and thought, I'd love to see Lizzie go off, off against JJ. And I've got to say, I might have to tip it Lizzie's way. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Lizzie. I've seen Lizzie fight twice, and I think she's been in, in gender matches both times. I don't think I've seen her okay. wrestle before. Yeah, I've, I did. Um, I've I've worked quite a lot of Lizzie's matches. I always have. I always have good fun. Uh, good yeah. fun uh, when, when I'm working with her, and she's uh, she's forever in my face. You're doing my head in. You're yeah. doing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd love to see her and JJ have a battle of the sort of uh, uh, a, a battle of the um, well, battle of the sexes. She was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And then you've got like a hardcore extreme rules stipulation type match. Okay, so hardcore. This is someone I haven't actually worked with. Someone I've been cheating, but somebody that I've seen many times. Yeah. Um, I've gone Robbie X. Yes, because I the stuff that that guy does, the, his athleticism, his agility, everything. It just it blows my mind. So I often think, I wonder how innovative he could be with his move set. If, if he if he can introduce um, hardcore, introduce him yeah. to the hardcore world. If he, you know if he's going to do fifteen head flips on you know off the top <laughs> rope, then 
Mm. What's he going to do off the roof of the building um, wrapped in tube lighting? So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, will he be he, wearing a mask or no he, mask? Uh, oh, um, I'd probably say no mask for a hardcore. Yeah. I want to get facial expressions. Um, but yeah, I think um, I'd, I'd go Robbie X because that guy's a spectacle. And then I've got one here. It took me a while to think of this, but I've gone for Chase Alexander. Ooh, yeah. And the reason I've gone for Chase is because one of the last matches I refereed before the pandemic hit uh, was a Chase Alexander match. And hmm. he came out uh, He came out for this particular match. He was pumped and he had this this whole new... La- he's, always, he's always been the arrogant guy, in a sense, but he came yeah. out sort of with with this tinge of anger and this this sort of fury and he came out and he was pumped and he was hitting the ring and as he was sort of making his way around and you know he was uh ripping off the jacket throwing the glass away and and i thought well that's a different side i've seen to him uh from from what i've seen in the in the past uh and i thought i wonder where this could go so i've always been sort of wondering where where chase could go if if the sort of uh the anger volume was turned up all that sort of aggression was through the roof which it was on that day um so yeah. i thought stick him in a hardcore match <laughs> let's see what he's never i've never been uh, i've never worked with him in a stipulated match before it's always just been sort of like a singles match or even a tag but i think yeah and i've seen him do some uh, uh another gig he's done some pretty uh naughty antics and I thought yeah. if this guy's given permission if he's gonna do this illegally if he's giving if he's given permission where could it go so yeah that's always intrigued me always intrigued me I'm a oh, big fan that'd be, that'd be amazing um your tag team title match tag team title match um I have to go young guns for yes. one of the team man. those guys are hot and I cannot um ever say I've been bored when I've seen them do anything um, together, those, those guys are, are awesome. Um, I don't really need to say much more about them. Uh, they speak for themselves, but I've put in against them. Um, I've put in another tag team that I'm a huge fan of, and I can't wait to see them do more. Uh, Synergy, the Synergy lads. I've heard great things about Synergy. I've never seen them live. Yeah, mate, you need you need to, you need to get you need to get that on your list. Um, Synergy, Troy Ryan. Um, um, oh my God, he's going to kill me. Anderson Daniels. Sorry, his name completely escaped me. Um, yeah, th- those guys, man, what they do together. Um, they, they, they were close. They were close to dropping in my comedy, uh, yeah. comedy match. I knew they had to make my comedy a tag just because of, uh, the stuff I've seen those guys do. They, they, uh, they're big powerhouses. They sort of remind me that they, they, in fact, obviously with the sad news, uh, like today of the passing of, of Joe Laurinaitis, Animal, Legion mm-hmm. of Doom, Road Warriors. Yeah. Um, the, the Synergy lads, um, they're a bit of a tribute. They put a picture on, um, I think it's their Instagram, um, of them hitting a Legion of Doom move. You'll have to forgive me. I don't know what it was known as. Yeah, um, Doom State but Wars. yeah, so, yes, I think so, mate. Yeah. And it was, um, it's sort of the double team that they were famous for. Um, that's me being ignorant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, um, they, they paid on, they, they would pay homage to, to Legion of Doom by hitting their moves. And, and they, they're just two big powerhouse sort of Legion of Doom style guys. Um, and they, they, like I say, um, about many others that they're, they're building steam, man, they're, they're, they're doing so well. Um, they made the future shot debut, um, earlier on in the, in, again, I want to say this year, but I keep, <laughs> my, uh, 
um, and they they put on one hell of a match um, yeah. with the younger. So although I've I've uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, I was working the event, um, so I didn't get a chance to see it out front, and I wish I did because uh, I know they uh, they tore the place down. So yeah, I, I had to go them again for selfish reasons, just so I got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they've, they've come up a couple of times where I've asked this question, so I really want to see them live. They're great. If you, if you can't get to see them live, then certainly check them out on the, on socials because they, they, they're good at what they do, those lads. Cool. Then you've got your main events, your t- your main title match. Your... So main event, uh, main event. I've gone for uh, Sheik El Sham. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's my first. I've gone Sheik El Sham. Um, I've worked with him a few times. He's the uh, unstoppable, unstoppable heavyweight champion. Um, and yeah. He just he just looks the part, man. Um, he puts. I know he. He's I know he does the work. He's a great guy. Um, he looks amazing. He looks just like a main eventer. Uh, he can talk. You know, he's got the move set. Um, I've always had uh, good fun working with him. Um, and then opposite him, um, I had to go for Damon Lee. Oh wow! Everyone's yeah. rest, everyone's wrestling dad, mate. And uh, yeah, the if with. With his skill set and his knowledge that he shares in abundance with people, and he's the nicest guy uh, in the world, and he's superb at being the heel, he's superb at being a face, his comedy is on point, um, and I think the respect mm. that the whole sort of Brit rest scene has for him, um, you, I don't think you could go wrong with having someone like him as a champion for you. Yes, so amazing. I put him in the I mean, we're saying it's the titles, the titles. <laughs> match. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm making it. It's official. It's my card. I'm making it a title match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's your card. You know where everyone oh, That's an amazing card. I really want to go watch that one. <laughs> right, cool. So, um, so I, I hear you're bringing out your own ref merch. So where did the inspiration for that come from? <laughs> so it's not... I, do you know what? It was just something to cheer myself up when uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had a bit of a terrible time in recent weeks, different reasons. Um, and I had, I'd no, I'd no intention. I have no intention, really, unless it's what the world wants. Uh, <laughs> bring it out merch to sell. I was never going to turn up at a, uh, a show with a box full of T-shirts. Uh, it was just purely to pop myself for selfish yeah. reasons. Um, uh, I, I just... I ordered a, a sweatshirt online just to yeah. cheer myself up, um, with the uh, the zebra head and the dazzling Dan Sheeter tagline. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I found out sort of early on refereeing. I think it was Greenwood told me that uh, the collective uh, collective uh, for a, a group of zebras is uh, the collective term is, is a dazzle. So I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Right, that's, that's cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so just dazzling Dan Sheeter came to mind. He made me giggle. I thought, you know what? That's why I put it on social. If wrestlers can have merch, so can I. It was purely yeah. for my <laughs> the only one in existence. I'd lie if I said I'm not wearing it now. Um, but <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, it, uh, it wasn't uh, intended to, uh, to make things to take and uh, sort of sell at shows. But you know what? If, if the demand's there, if the demand's there, then. Who knows? Who knows? Right, so this is where I, I usually ask, where can people see in the near future? Do you have any shows lined up? Uh, no, do you know what? It, it's it's a, it's a tough one at the minute because there aren't many many shows operating. Um, no. Uh, the, the, ones, the ones that are, um, we have that sort of agreement that I'm still very much part of what's what's happening, but, but uh, distant. 
at the same time, not by choice, yeah. uh, by any by any stretch. I'm I'm hoping I'm trying my hardest to sort of shuffle a few things around um, in the temp job just to sort of free me up time to get back on uh, on shows. But at, at the moment, you know, this, as far as I'm aware, there's only been sort of one show with Future Shock. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It, it's just to keep the numbers down, and I just have one referee for the whole show as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, um, I, you know, I've had this chat with promoters. I've said, you know, me, me not being available for certain uh, certain dates and so on. With just how work work is at the moment, um, and, uh, and you know, nobody wants two free referees knocking about when you when you work into a you know a small capacity. And I think, yeah, uh, yeah I just said, you know what, I'm happy. To sort of, uh, I work a lot of promotions uh, that James does, and I've always been happy to uh, to sort of be a be a sub for James. If you're going to be a sub for anyone, then you know if he's one of the best referees in the country, um, putting him over again, then uh, I don't mind being a sub to the best. So uh, yeah, so I've just said, you know, it is what it is for the time being. Um, by all means, if if you're running a show and you're interested, approach me. If I can make it work, I promise you, I'll try everything in my power to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. It's just them, as they say over and over, unprecedented times. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully this, this is not going to be forever. Um, you will be able to buy T-shirts with my name on soon somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we go, do you want to promote your social media? Yeah, nice, nice and easy for me. Uh, I'm just at Dan Sheeder. S H E A D E R on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Cool. Well, I'll put links to all of it, all your social media in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Absolutely, my friend. I, I, thank, you know, thanks for asking me. I've really enjoyed it.